Hey, this is Mr. Anderson, Anderson, and you are listening to Two Out of Three Falls. Yeah, 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 what up? You know, it's uh, Peter Rosenberg, Hot 97, ESPN, WWE Network, Cheap Peak Podcast. Um, let's see what else. I got mad jobs out here, but right now, talking all things wrestling with my man Randy Cruz, the Cruise Control Podcast. Sit back and stay mage. You're listening to Cruise Control with Randy Cruz. This is the voice of the New World Order. N-W-O. And Neil Furman's secrets of WCW Nitro. Graham Matthews, Bleacher Report. My man, how you doing? Doing great, Randy. How about yourself? Doing good, man. Can't complain. I mean, we are going to complain about the WWE and what they've been doing the last couple of weeks and superstar shakeup and then wild card rule and then just really just making us uh, fans at home wonder what the fuck is going on because um, it seems they're in some kind of funk for the last couple of weeks, the last couple of months of just non, for me, non-entertaining television, but I know we'll go uh, more detail later, but you can find Graham on Twitter at WrestleRant. Great work for Bleacher Report. You can find me on Twitter at Randy J. Cruz, R-E-N-D-Y, the letter J-C-R-U-Z. You can find the show on SoundCloud and iTunes, soundcloud.com slash Cruise Control Podcast, and uh, download, rate, comment, Subscribe on iTunes, uh, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Cruise Control for the two out of three falls t-shirts. So, Graham, um, where do you want to start, man? Uh, I have a lot of things to do to, to, to bring up. Uh, I know we missed last week, so uh, more so outside the ring, we could bring up, I think, the most recent thing. Um, it's the fact that the rumor is that AEW will be on TNT. Um, sometime in the fall, I know we all made speculation about, you know, if AEW is is really going to make an impact, they had to they had to be on 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 television and not just on online and social media and stuff like that. So right now, TNT is the word. We don't know what day, we don't know what time frame. Uh, I think they got something trademarked for Tuesday, so they might. They might be on TNT on Tuesday once SmackDown goes to Friday on Fox in October. Uh, I doubt, I could be wrong, but I doubt they would do something to go head-to-head with Raw on Monday nights, which is kind of like people in my age range would love to see because that'll mimic the whole Monday Night War from back in the day. But um, right now, AEW, TNT, what do you think? And... Do you think they go on Tuesday or do you think it'll be wrong for them or should they even think about trying to compete with with, with Raw on Monday nights? Well, you're smart, Randy, to kick off with this stuff just because it's easily the most positive thing I have to say about the... I'm not (laughs) not about wrestling, but like when it comes to the WWE shit, like you said earlier, do not have a lot of positive things to say about Raw SmackDown, the whole fucking wild card rule. We'll get to that momentarily. The AEW stuff, like you said, this is huge. This is big. Uh, Some people calling it WCW 2.0. I wouldn't exactly go that far because obviously WCW was owned by uh, Turner Sports back in the day. But um, in terms of landing on a major cable television network, that's huge. This is absolutely huge. TNA couldn't do that, and they were around for 15 years. Now, granted, they were on Spike for a long time, but I would argue TNT is even bigger than Spike. I'm not sure 
uh, viewership wise if that's accurate or not but a lot of people know tnt um to get on a major night like a tuesday night right from the get-go is major and this could become official within the next couple of days weeks i know the media up front for turner are coming up either today or maybe next week at some point in the not so distant future but um I know we've talked about this before. Monday, Tuesdays, what day would be best for an, for an AEW weekly show? I would argue Tuesdays, especially with SmackDown moving back to Fridays in October. And that's right around the corner. And I would assume if that this AEW show is greenlit, it probably won't debut until September, October anyway. Um, so I think Tuesdays would be perfect. Going head-to-head with Raw on Mondays would be absolutely stupid right from the get-go i would argue that they shouldn't do that at all but tna made that same mistake back in 2010 thinking they could do it and yeah it made for like some fan interest from night one Mm -hmm. but beyond that it was all downhill from there so if aew wants a shot at succeeding they have to kind of breathe breathe and live on their own and not really compete with wwe and i don't think they're all that interested in competing with wwe anyway they kind of stayed away from wrestlemania weekend knowing that that's wwe's territory we're not gonna you know uh feed off of that so i like that a lot so i think if they do um green light the show for the fall season like in september october i would assume it ends up on tuesday nights and uh yeah ending up on tnt is huge so hopefully they can have some success right from the uh right from the uh, beginning when they debut hopefully in a few months yeah i think for them going on tnt is uh, a big thing uh, i know we speculated some other tv outlets that might have or maybe tbs still under turner doesn't matter but being on tnt um to me is is a more bigger channel um again for people in my age range it'll kind of mimic what happened back in the day i don't think they will or should try to compete with with raw on monday nights um hypothetically if they were to i think regardless graham you know i think it's gonna make the wwe kind of change what they're doing now to not saying compete compete with aew but just know that there is something else out there again yeah there are rh's and new japan's but they don't have the major american tv deal like aew is supposedly supposedly going to get and back in the day the company changed because of what they saw going on on nitro as they were beating them in the ratings they they did not change right away it just when wcw was kicking their ass in the ratings they were like holy shit we got to change up what we're doing more to the, the a, a younger audience high school college this and that and they eventually won the ratings but i think this this time around i think aew's approach is not even to try to compete with them they, they just want to do their own thing and be a, a a second outlet for those who are not who are who are unhappy with the WWE to say you know what this is something else that you can do and you still can get the same same amount if not more eyeballs on our product because I'm not too sure I I, I don't even know if um, more people will watch TNT or get TNT in their house homes, uh, households than USA I really mm-hmm. don't know it, it probably does but I think just for this man I think wrestling needs a shot in the arm we're going to complain about what's been going on raw smackdown later but i think uh one i'm happy for AEW. i'm not the biggest you know independent scene fan as you and, and mark would know but i think this could be something where if they do it right 
and it's not in line with competition and they're just doing their own thing and you have Raw Monday, you got AEW on Tuesday, SmackDown on Friday. I think eventually it'll be big for wrestling where the you know McMahon will have to say, you know what, this is this is what's going on there. And a lot of people are are, are starting to turn the channel on us. We got to get our shit together. Well, the competition has already begun. That's the scary thing with WWE. And when I say scary, I mean it's it's a positive. Just in terms of people saying that AEW was no threat to WWE. Yeah, financially, that's likely the case. They'll never be the next WWE. I mean, I guess we'll never know. We won't right. know until it happens. Um, I'm not going to say that, though. Vince McMahon absolutely sees AEW as a threat. He sees any other promotion as a threat. AEW, just a bigger threat than any other at the moment. Because um, everything is competition whether it be Impact, Ring of Honor, New Japan, even UFC. It's all competition of Vince McMahon. If he's losing Brock Lesnar to the UFC, that makes the UFC competition. Um, that being said, though, the competition process with AEW and WWE has already begun. Uh, Vince has started to pull out talent from shows involving AEW, thinking like, oh, they have a you know, they have a relationship with AEW, this indie promotion, blah, blah, blah. We're not going to allow our talent to be there or appear on your show. I think Tony Storm was supposed to wrestle an AEW contracted talent but um, WWE said no that's not happening because Tony Storm is under contract to us we don't want her facing this AEW uh, roster member and that just happened the other day just like as recently as this morning I believe so uh, it, it's pretty crazy and also too just based off the fact that none of this is set in stone none of it's officially confirmed but you can kind of read you can kind of read the writing on the wall here with all the people that um Want to leave WWE, pursue other endeavors elsewhere, not necessarily in AEW, mm -hmm. but it says a lot that they are offering, uh, reportedly offering to pay the revival $500,000 a year to stay with the WWE, which, Randy, I'm a big revival fan. They're not fucking worth $500,000. That's ridiculous. That is a WCW move, mm -hmm. if I've ever seen one, to offer an under... I mean, they're a great tag team, don't get me wrong, but that's like not main event level money, but it's up there. At least upper mid-card, lower, uh, lower main event tier, if I've ever seen it. So uh, to offer that tag team that type of money goes to show that WWE is obviously very desperate to keep those guys around because they didn't want them to go to AEW. Luke Harper, same exact thing. I think we talked about this here on the show a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, Luke Harper, his contract was supposed to expire later on this year, around November. They added on fucking six months because he, quote-unquote, I mean, not real, I mean, not even technically, he did miss time due to injury, but they didn't do that with Ty Dillinger. They willingly let the guy go. Luke Harper, they're not willing to give him an early release because they see him as a threat if he were to join AEW or another promotion of that of that juncture. I mean, otherwise, why not just let him go like they did Ty Dillinger? Clearly, they didn't really see Dillinger as a valuable asset. Harper, they do, but not enough to the point where they'll actually do something with him on TV. So the competition process has already begun, and this stuff will only benefit WWE in the end, especially now, before we get into the rants about Raw and SmackDown and the wild card rule and everything else. WWE needs some competition because right now, for as great as Ring of Honor or New Japan are, they're no threat to WWE. That's why WWE feels the, or I specifically should say Vince, feels the need to just kind of phone it in every single Monday night knowing that there's really nothing that can be done about it. They just signed billion-dollar deals for these new networks with NBC and Fox in the fall. Um, at this point, 
why not just phone it in? There's really nothing stopping them from continuing to put forth bad content until something like an AEW comes around. So as we've talked about before, regardless of whether you're a big indie guy or not, I can only see the growth of AEW being a great thing, not only for them and for wrestling, but even for WWE as well. So in your opinion, because, you know, in reading the rumor mill, um, not only the fact that they will be on Tuesday doing uh, doing on TNT doing a show, but it's supposed to be live. Um, and you know how TNA would take one show and two or three shows and then, and then finally air it. But if they go live, I mean, in your opinion, is that a, is that a big difference where they're willing to go live every single Tuesday, every single, or not Tuesday, every single week, as opposed to taping a whole bunch of shows and then airing it week by week by week. I mean, really, it's whatever's in the budget. Um, I don't know if they can afford that. I would assume they could. It seems like Tony Khan and the Khan family are pretty fucking loaded. So mm-hmm. I would assume that if they wanted to go live, that they would, if they're that ambitious enough to do that. And I think it does make a difference. It's not like, oh, why not just tape the shows? Doesn't really make a difference anyway. I think it does, especially nowadays with the internet being as big as it is. A big reason why a lot of people did not watch SmackDown years ago was because it was taped and there was no reason to watch the show because a it was raw light b there was really nothing of note that happened on the show and c if something big did happen on the show it would have been spoiled days earlier because it was taped on tuesday and then aired on friday or thursday um so i do think going live is for the best not that smackdown's ratings have drastically improved since they went live but the show's a lot better because now people actually feel the need to watch the show because if you read the spoilers and it's like eh, that happened this happened i don't really need to watch the show then they won't watch the show um so i think going live is for the best not competing with wwe on mondays is also for the best like i said earlier it won't really make that big of a difference either way um but as long as their taping schedule makes sense where maybe they could do one live show a month and then they tape the next two or three in the can like nxt is great um that's a tape show they only really go live for the takeovers and the weekly show is great so um maybe they could do something similar to that that really won't make that big of a difference but then again nxt is on the network it's not like it's on uh, weekly television, so ratings aren't really an issue for NXT the same way that they would be for AEW. But if I had a choice, I would prefer to see them go live, though. That's entirely up to them, and obviously going live each week is much more of a... uh, It's a much bigger cost than just taping the shows one by one and airing them over the course of a month. Yeah, because to me, I I think TNT was... Or, or or TBS would have been the more ideal because there is the the Cody Dusty Rose kind of lineage to TNT with WCW back in the day and you know if they had went to Spike or anywhere else it would be like oh okay yeah they got a TV deal but I think TNT TNT makes it more like you know again my age range like holy shit we're, we're doing this all over again with a whole different lineup a whole different you know everybody is, is, is different nowadays and I, I think with them being on TNT um, I wouldn't want to say shake things up but I think it'll it'll make things for it'll make for more interesting things going forward now with their lineup uh, you might know more than me but uh, I'm pretty sure they're still trying to figure out how many you know, if they had to add more people to their roster, I'm pretty sure they have a, a deep roster at this point. You might know more than me, but um, do they have a deep enough roster to, at this point, to to be comfortable in doing a live show every single week? L- let alone the 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 the, the pay per view shows that they might do 
I don't know, once every two, three months? I don't know. Um, it depends. Yeah, the pay-per-view schedule is yet to be set in stone. Obviously, they have Double or Nothing coming up next or two weeks from now. And then Fight for the Fallen is coming up in July, which is mm-hmm. emanating from Jacksonville. After that, I'm not sure. I know there was a rumor they would be doing an all-in, too, in September, also in Chicago. So it looks like they might be doing pay-per-views like every two months, which is kind of what they do with TakeOvers and NXT, not to exactly compare the success of NXT to AEW, not to say that they should follow that same formula. But if it works for a show like NXT, I think it would work for AEW, too. So like to do a show every other month, I think, is perfect. Doing pay-per-views twice a month is overkill like wwe tends to do more often than not once a month is good i think every other month is perfect because it makes those weekly television shows mean that much more because you can always do some big matches on your weekly tv shows too so um that's what i would do i think that would be an ideal pay-per-view layout if they wanted to do that and then as it goes for the weekly television shows how would it be formatted and stuff like that or with a deep enough roster you asked um i think so i mean i think they have enough big names and enough not undercard talent but like mid-card people and enough women and stuff like that yeah to justify doing a weekly show Mm -hmm. i think it'd be a great hour-long show i two hours could be pushing it depending on how many people they have i see more and more people being added to the roster week by week a lot of whom i do not know who they are um <laughs> but then the two hour show could be good for that because it gives the mm-hmm. tv it gives aew more of a chance to establish these people like lucha underground i didn't know who half the roster was and after watching week after week i got more familiar with the talent on the show but then again that was an hour-long show so i do think an hour-long show for aew would be for the best too long term i think two hours just might be pushing it three hours is just ridiculous they shouldn't do that i don't think they're dumb enough to do that to follow in raw's footsteps um but yeah i think an hour-long show would be perfect to do Mm -hmm. an hour to do a weekly television show with and then do a pay-per-view like a three-hour show every other month i think that's just enough because you have enough big stars to not have them appear every single week like kenny omega if it's an hour-long show should not have to show up every single week right chris jericho same thing Pac, same thing. Adam Page, the Young Bucks, Cody, same thing. And then you can use the remaining time to build up people like uh, Sonny Kiss and Allie and, you know, all the other people we may not know as well. And Helico, Jack Evans, who they just signed. A lot of these other people that um, most of us are probably unaware and unfamiliar with. So we'll see how they do it. But that's what I would do if I was in their shoes. And I think, you know, also recently we all know that Jim Ross, you know, is now going to AEW. He'll be like the main lead commentator. So they're really, you know, vent, you know, getting, getting their shit together. And also I know that we probably missed it you probably know about it but going in line with being live every every week and maybe there's shows for the pay-per-view could be once every two three months um like they you know he cody even filed the the trademarks for the old school names now all those names are owned by the wwe so he filed the trademarks for bash at the beach bunkhouse stampede um battle bowl those names so i mean grant (laughs) what's the likelihood that mcmahon is gonna be like all right cody you can have bash at the beach and bunkhouse stampede and battle bowl and whatever else uh the star k whatever how how what's the percentage you think of cody owning the rights to those names that he can use for AEW? 
Zero percent chance. Zero. <laughs> Absolutely zero. I mean, WWE, I think recently, I actually did a project for school, interestingly enough, on trademarks and wrestling. And one of the things I found, which I think I had read about at the time, um, I mean, specifically with WWE, one thing that I read about at the time that I think I forgot about, that WWE had recently applied for new trademarks for all those WCW shows, oh, wow. including Bash of the Beach. Mm-hmm. I know Halloween Havoc was... They let the trademark expire. I don't know what they went back for it or not. I might be wrong about that. I'm not sure. But Halloween Havoc, Starcade, um, Bash at the Beach, all those type of shows. They actually used the Starcade name about six months ago for that televised for that televised house show they did on the network. So yeah. they're obviously still using them. Um, but it's not even that WWE. It's it's not even that WWE is the big bad bully here saying that oh you guys shouldn't use this and Cody's father created that and they should be. Able to use it blah 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 it's not even that dude it's the fact that why would you want to use pay-per-view names from 20 years ago why not be innovative and creative and create your own pay-per-view names i know what a concept like but be original like i love the wcw pay-per-view names don't get me wrong like halloween havoc was my personal favorite i thought the layout for that show was amazing but for aew to take those names if they even could legally to take those names and use them for their own events i feel like it's just it's unnecessary. They're just kind of rehashing an old concept from a company that they're already being compared to anyway, regardless of his father's history with those pay-per-views. So I would strongly advise against that. I think Double or Nothing, great name. Fight for the Fallen, great name. All in two, that's good too. I think they just be original, create your own pay-per-view names. I'm not sure how legit that rumor was, but if that mm-hmm. was indeed the case, I just think that's stupid because they should not be taking a trip down memory lane as opposed to moving forward to the future and being original with their event names. Well, you know, for me, I think, you know, him doing that, him him attempting to do that, they, like I said, the, the lineage to his dad would be probably the main number one reason why he would try to do that. Now, I'm not saying that every review that they do is going to be Spring Stampede, Starcade, Havoc, and Bash. Yeah, I mean, you might do once because, Grant, again, people in my age, when they hear Bash at the Beach, it's like, holy shit. Like, oh, I, I used to watch that 20, 25 years ago. I know what that is. It's it, To me, it's like an easier sell where if you say all or nothing, you'd be like, oh, what's that? I mean, w- w- you know, with all due respect, they'd be like, double or nothing, what is that? Oh, but you, oh, Halloween Havoc, Spring Stampede, Slamboree, oh, I know that. So I think it's kind of like, kind of, you know, hook, line, and sinker, you're you're hooking the fans back in from that kind of uh, uh, age range, not saying we're old, but, you know, they can say, oh, I'm going to watch Starcade tonight, I don't give a fuck who's on it, I know it's Starcade. So with McMahon, what they do now with Starcade, they put it on, on the network, but it, it don't. They don't make it mean anything. Like for example, uh, they, they they got a new name, uh, Stomping Ground, because I think apparently they're replacing Backlash in in, uh, in June. So I'm like, all right, you're replacing a I think a household name in Backlash with a new name in Stomping Ground, which I don't know why the fuck you would do that. They, they, they love these ground names with Battleground, Ground Zero, Stomping Ground, and everything. I'm like, for me, as a fan, I, I, and Graham, I would tell you this every single time. If you need a pay-per-view in June, and you want to go back to the well, and you want to bring people back, why not just 
stop bringing up these new names and bring back the fucking king of the ring. I say this shit all the time. Stop with the battlegrounds, the great balls of fire, the greatest Royal Rumble. Nobody's going to watch that. But you bring back these old school names. And again, not to your point of, you know, they... If it's a new company with AEW, bring out new names. I get it, but some these companies they do bring these old names back because it, there's still fans from that era that would watch it just just off the name alone. They they don't even have to know who's who's in the main event, who's fighting. But if Bash of the Beach is on this day or King of the Rings on that day, I'm gonna watch regardless. I agree with that, but I think the issue that lies with taking names from that company is that I immediately associate all those names with WCW, and that's not what they are. They should mm-hmm. be creating their own identity with right. their own pay-per-view names. Um, I don't want to think when I see – yeah, I think, yeah, they can get back those fans from 20 years ago. I mean – would they even actually? I mean, WWE's tried that for years by doing all this WCW-like stuff. They brought in back. They brought back fucking War Games for NXT. day. They've been trying to get back those WCW people for 20 years. Mm-hmm. There's no chance to get those people back. Like, zero chance. I know they're on Turner now. They're on TNT, whatever. But, like, WWE brought in Sting and Goldberg and every fucking name under the WCW banner, and nothing worked. And I know AEW is different, but... And it would attract attention. That there's no doubt about that. Like, oh, you know, Halloween Havoc is back, but it's not WCW. And at least, man, I'm not saying I speak for everyone here, but in most cases, when I think like, oh, Bash at the Beach, yeah, I would think like the NWA, the NWO debut from 20 years ago. Mm. But I also think about some of the awful matches they had between like Hogan and Sting, or fucking the Poke of Doom and shit like that. Like I think about some of the worst times in WCW too, not just the good, but also the bad. And I think AEW would be better off not associating themselves with what once was as a opposed to what could be with AEW. And when it comes to the names, I do agree. We've talked about it at length here on the show before and bringing back pay-per-view names like King of the Ring. It's not just the name that I want back. King of the Ring, I think, is different than a show like Backlash because King of the Ring is a cool concept. Right. And that's something that could be brought back because it worked for more people than just like Seamus sucked. Wade Barrett sucked, but that was because that was in the last couple of years. Originally, it was a cool concept that worked for many different people because they weren't, you know, trotting around the crown and the cape and all that other dumb shit. But, um, when it comes to backlash and shit like that, yeah, I was excited when they first brought back those shows a few years ago for the brand split. But at the end of the day, dude, they're just names. Like backlash last year was an atrocious pay per view. It was fucking terrible to the point where they almost ruined my memory of the backlash pay per view. And the year before that, backlash was headlined by Jinder Mahal winning the WWE title. Yeah. So I'd rather they retire it and come up with their own dumb names than tarnish what. We know as the great, you know, as the great pay-per-view name that was Backlash. I'd rather they just leave it in the past if they're just going to water it down with their own bullshit. And um, I mean, at the end of the day, they're just pay-per-view names. As long as the show is good, then I don't really care. That's really my two cents. The Great Balls of Fire, as we've talked about here on the show before, if you go back and watch it, was one of the best raw exclusive pay-per-views they did during this current brand split. And the name of the pay-per-view was terrible, but the actual show is pretty good. So um, again, it's all about the quality of the mm. shows and the these pay-per-views have been really lackluster for so long now that they could call it whatever the fuck they want. It won't change the fact that the creative in this company, at least for WWE, is terrible. And it doesn't matter what they call the shows, the pay-per-views will still suck. So real quick before I move on, what were your, by I guess by name, however you want to do it, by name or an actual event, 
your top five WCW pay per view names in in no order. Holloman Havoc would be one. Okay. I mean, I know we're talking and we're not talking order here, but that would easily be one. Mm-hmm. That would be one. Bash at the Beach, I liked, like right. I said. Starcade, because it was original. Mm-hmm. Um, <sighs> Hog Wild was just, I don't know, it was just stupid, but that, <laughs> I'm trying to think of other like really good pay-per-view names from WCW. Um, Starcade, Bash at the Beach, Halloween Havoc. They had, they had Fall Brawl. Fall Brawl I liked. Fall Brawl I did like. I would put that at a solid three or four. Um, they had the Great American Bash. What did I say? Bash of the Beach? Yeah. yeah. Great American Bash would be number one thinking about like, I know WWE later used the name in that, like the summers of 2004 yeah. and five. I do like Great American Bash. Bash of the, Bash of the Beach was good. Um, they what had, else did they have? They had Slamboree, Super Brawl, un, uh, um, Uncensored. Uncensored. Okay. That wasn't oh a bad one. Uh, um, Spring Stampede. Spring Stampede was another good one. Yeah, they had a, they had actually a lot of good names. I don't I don't know the WC the WCW pay per view names again. I don't want to see them brought back for <laughs> AEW, but I do like them. I mean, they had good creativity. It wasn't like they were copying the WC the WWE names. You know, they came up with their own shit. So I like that. I think for me, it'll be Starcade Bash at the Beach, Halloween Havoc, Fall Brawl, and like a tie between the Great American Bash and uh, Uncensored. Yeah, that's a solid top five. I like that top five. Yeah. Um, where am I going now? All right, so we have a lot to talk about. Real quick, uh, j- just so we can put to the side, Brock Lesnar retired from MMA. So what's your thoughts about that? So I guess we can put that to rest of whether he's going to fight Cormier or do whatever. So now, what is what does that mean for the company where, all right, if he says, or the, the rumor is that Dana White said Brock is, no, is, is, is retiring from MMA, and Brock hasn't been on TV since WrestleMania, and your ratings are going down, and you know Fox is coming in and trying to make some changes, and two of your top stars, of Brock and, and Ronda Rousey, are, are not there. Uh, is, is that a good thing for Brock to retire from MMA? Good for McMahon and them. With Brock Lesnar, I mean, we don't really know. I mean, the thing is, yeah, he said he retired, but did he really, though? Because you go back like four years, he had said Mm -hmm. that, yeah, I'm done with MMA. I'm going to stick with WWE. And then he went back to UFC like a fucking year later. So, like, do we actually know that he's done with the UFC or if he's he's just using this as some sort of leverage with UFC? Like, oh, is he actually done? Or, you know, are we going to pay more money for Brock to come in to fight another fight? The thing with Cormier has been going on for so fucking long now. He was going to face John Jones, what, two years ago? It was rumored back in 2016. 17 if if by this point brock he would still be successful in the ufc realm he was three years ago to a degree before he got suspended and was found out that he was you know you know roided up or whatever um but he still did fairly well in that return fight with mark hunt but he is three years older his body's more beat up he is older now i just i don't think it's a good idea for him to go back to ufc aside from a quick payday um ufc or wwe is a lot easier for him um the schedule you know everything else in terms of just his body and how far how long he's on the road for which isn't much because he's barely around um that's not to say that wwe should bring him back for as much money as he was getting paid before because although brock is a big star i don't think he's worth like the five million dollars whatever the fuck they're paying him because it's just not paying dividends it's not like ratings are improving drastically every time he's on tv maybe when he was first brought back back in 2012 but beyond that nowadays 
Brock doesn't really make that much of a difference either way. Back in 2015, when he was still a, tr- a top priority creatively, mm. nowadays, yeah, he was champion for almost two years. But beyond that, again, it was a pretty bad reign. It did nothing to help anybody. Um, the Rollins, yeah, feels like a slightly bigger star maybe after beating Brock Lesnar. But beyond that, did his reign really benefit anyone else in the roster? I would say no. Um, so Brock being done with the UFC... Uh, again, he might return at some point down the road. I really couldn't give two shits either way because it's not like, oh, this means this could open him up for a big match at SummerSlam. But yeah, with who? Like at this point, who cares? Like, is there any real big Brock Lesnar match in WWE that people are just salvating to see at this point? I would say no, there really isn't. He's already faced Braun a million times. He's faced Rollins, AJ, Roman, God knows how many times. Uh, there really aren't that many big matches to do with Brock Lesnar and WWE to the point where like, oh, that'd be a big money match. That's just, it's just not the case anymore. Now I could see them doing Goldberg and Brock Lesnar part seven at um, the Saudi Arabia show just because they could. And I got, I hope they don't because their last match was so good. I would leave it out on that note at WrestleMania 33. But um, yeah, with, with Brock being brought back by WWE and being done with the UFC, mm-hmm. I don't really have a, an opinion one way or the other, just because his last couple of years in WWE have been so less than stellar that I, it's not like, Oh, I'm so excited to see him back in WWE. I'm just not because there's really nothing more left for him to do well i think um you know before they they potentially end this brand split um if somehow brock was on smackdown i think you can get i wouldn't say a fresh start from him but i think you you start to see more different matches that um then you won't get for him on Raw. Because on Raw, he's fought Seth Rollins, he's fought Roman Reigns, and I know they're going back and forth with the wild card stuff, but let's say Brock and the Kofi, Brock's and the Daniel Bryans, and the Brock's with uh, Randy Orton's, and Brock's with, you know, somebody else. I mean, it could be kind of it, it could be kind of cool and, and brand new, but uh, there is no time telling when he'll be back and what show he'll, he'll be on. I know with Fox looming around with SmackDown, I would assume... That you might see Brock Lesnar back uh, more on SmackDown when he, when he does come back, but that's neither here or there. Um, speaking of the brands, but I, I think we're coming to a, to a, to uh, a close sooner or later of the brand split, right? Because they did the wild the wild card stuff, and that kind of caught everybody off guard. Where you just did a superstar shakeup. Um, moving a bunch of pieces around, and now you have what the rumor is Fox and NBC Universal USA is in McMahon's ear like they're not fans of the brand split they want the top stars on 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 every show and now I think they created the wild card to kind of slowly ease the brand split out I think they, they they brought it back three years ago and I just feel like it was it was good in the beginning um don't know what the fuck happened in three years of why it's so different now. Even the, the earlier incarnations of the brand split are just way better than what it is now. Um, the wild card, I, I didn't think you, I don't think you need it with the, you know, with this, with the shakeup happening prior to that. I think it was stupid, but I'm just a fan. And now you make the superstar shakeup irrelevant. Now it's like, all right, three here and three here. Then you have five, 
you know, McMahon said we're gonna have three and three and three. Then then you then really you have five with Shane and Elias coming on Raw. Then the same with Lars Sullivan on both. It just it's just a fucking mess. And I think that's where we are in today. Like everything is a mess, man. Like it, it, you know you. You're a smart guy. I'm a smart guy. If 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 they had us writing or doing something for them, we can come up with, with better shit than what they got. And they got you know TV writers and, and, and Emmy award winning writers. But somehow there is a big disconnect of like to me it's it, it, it looks like they don't know what they're doing and it 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 is on live television. So when you see McMahon out there, I don't know maybe changing shit on the fly. Maybe he is changing shit on the fly because that, that's how it is nowadays. And it makes you as a fan, me as a fan, like, why am I why am I going to be emotionally invested in what I'm watching as a fan when you guys don't know what the fuck you're doing? And it's kind of like sad at the same time. Like, have we have we got to the point where we're we're running out of ideas? We can't be creative in, in 2019 with all the shows going on nowadays and it's different, it's more up to date it's that company man when you put on raw smackdown every week it's just like the same old thing graham the, the the shows are not funny not entertaining they're corny they cater to young children which i totally get but you gotta have something for that high school college adult range and i don't think they do it on a a, a weekly basis you said it earlier, Randy, but this whole thing is a fucking mess. This wild card <laughs> shit is fucking terrible. We talked about it a few weeks ago, and I uh, ranted about it for yeah. a while, about how this superstar shakeup was a fucking mess. This wild card rule completely worse. You know, it devalues everything they have going right now. The superstar shakeup itself accomplished nothing. Raw and SmackDown exactly. were no better off than they were before. It's always great to see some changes on both rosters, and that's great. I always appreciate the freshening up of the rosters. But the format of the fucking shakeup was terrible. And I don't know if we, we, didn't, we didn't talk last week, but they were still making changes on Raw and SmackDown yeah. as late as last week. With Gallows and Anderson going to Raw, and then the B team going to SmackDown. Jesus fucking Christ, make up your goddamn minds and decide where certain people are going. <laughs> there are still people I do not know where they're supposed to be ending up. Like Nikki Cross, where the fuck is she? Is Killian Dane still on SmackDown with Sanity no longer being a thing? I don't know what's going on right now. But um, the wild card rule just further confused everybody. Because like you said, we do the shakeup. You have a Roman Reigns on SmackDown. Great. He's exclusive to the blue brand. He's back on Raw fucking two weeks later. Yep. And it's not like he did a big boost for the SmackDown ratings either. It's not like, oh, Roman Reigns is such a ratings draw. We got to put him back. We got to put him back on Raw to help boost the Raw ratings. So if I'm not already watching Roman Reigns on SmackDown, why would I want to watch him on Raw? And it's not a Roman Reigns problem. It's a WWE problem because the whole shakeup was designed to, again, boost ratings that's why they do anything with this company mm. it's it's the boost ratings it's all about ratings the slammy awards fucking stupid but the whole reason why they did them for so long was because they were a ratings boost for a year or two and then they dragged it on for years and years and they were absolute shit and they never brought them back again that's the whole reason why they do anything is to boost the fucking ratings this wild card rule will accomplish nothing because if the actual shakeup itself 
did not pull in big numbers for WWE, nor did the post-WrestleMania episodes, which is really alarming, because mm. usually the night after WrestleMania or the two nights after WrestleMania are usually big rating draws for WWE because it's right after WrestleMania, anything can happen. No one gave a shit, and the show sucked anyway, regardless of what the ratings were. There's really not – that's not always – you know, the, the the show was bad, so the ratings were bad. I mean, it doesn't really matter if the show was bad or not. People tuned into the beginning. The, the rating could be high, but the show was terrible. There's really not – you know, they right. don't go hand-in-hand hand all the time. But um, nowadays, with this wild card shit, again – Oh my God! Yeah, we got a great main event for SmackDown. AJ, Sammy, and Kofi. What purpose did it serve? You knew Kofi was going to win. What did anyone honestly think AJ was going to win the WWE title before it goes for the Universal title in two weeks at their next pay per view? Yeah. Like it doesn't make me want to watch the shows. It's not like they advertised the WWE title match a week in advance because, oh, God, that would make too much sense. They did it the night of the show. By that point, people have already decided whether they're watching Raw or SmackDown or, or they're, whether, whether they're watching or not. And clearly, they weren't watching because the rating, I don't think, was any better off. I just don't see what purpose this serves because, yeah, it gives us fresh matchups for, what, a month? And then we're back to the same old shit. And then when it comes time for the shakeup next year, none of the moves will mean anything because we've already seen everyone in both shows constantly. So why even bother having a brand split? I would think that SmackDown, or rather the Fox officials, would want a brand split to make SmackDown feel different than Raw, which is a sinking tank at the moment. Just fucking, it's a, it's a mm. sinking ship. It's a sinking ship. Why wouldn't they want to make SmackDown different than Raw? And I know the officials want big stars in all the shows, but listen if you have roman reigns on two nights a week you have kofi kingston on two nights a week aj styles on two nights a week that leaves less television time mm -hmm. for everybody else and this was already an issue dating back six months ago luke harper we have not seen since fucking august but with this wild card rule you're devoting more time to bigger stars which is i guess good for them although it's not really because i feel like it overexposes them that's the mm -hmm. that was one of the biggest problems with before the brand split was brought back that roman reigns was on raw and smackdown like four times a week um and that was when they didn't really have much of a roster they didn't really have a deep roster back then, right. so they can get away with it back in 2015. Now we have a bigger roster than we've ever had before. The women have already gotten less time. The mid-carters will never really get any time. The tag teams, pff, forget about it. You'll never see them on television. You'll just see the same matches with the same people. Because in their mind, oh, if we get AJ and Roman on both brands, you know that's going to increase bigger ratings. But the whole issue is that they have no stars. People are not tuning in. Because, yeah, the creative is shit, uh, which also was 10 years ago. But 10 years ago, they had stars. They had Cena, Orton, H, Batista, Undertaker. They had all the bigger names. The creative wasn't good. But at least they can get away with it because they had the big names from a time where the creative was better and they did create stars. Now, they don't really have any stars that people are tuning in to see. And in addition to that and the creative being bad, why would anyone want to watch these shows? So the wild card rule is going to fail. I see no purpose for it. Um, it just devalues the brand split, devalues the roster, and merely hides the fact, hides their weaknesses, just masks the weaknesses that WWE has right now in not building new stars, their inability to build new stars. And for me, I, I told you many times, I've told uh, Mark many times, I've told fans on Twitter many times that, you know, yeah, okay, you're going to have AJ and Seth Rollins. Great. Why am I watching it? 
Yeah, yeah, dream match. You know how many times you guys, not you guys, but in general, you guys have told me, oh, this could be a dream match. This could be great. AJ Nakamura is going to be great. Uh, a dream match. WrestleMania did nothing for me. And the match the, the match and the rivalries were were, were were terrible. Oh, now we get AJ and this guy or the Seth Rollins and this. And okay, um, Kofi is this champion and Seth versus Kofi and... All right, the the ratings are still down. You want to know why? Because nobody cares about what's going on. Not saying they don't care about the talent. They don't care about why am I supposed to watch Seth against Kofi or AJ against uh, Kofi and Sami Zayn or whoever it might be in the main event. So you could say, oh, the ratings are down because XYZ, playoffs, whatever, NFL, it just it just not compelling. There's no when you don't build storylines to to kind of connect the show throughout the show from eight o'clock to nine to ten to the end and the oh and give me a cliffhanger until next week. I'm not gonna watch. You could tell me, uh, Graham. You could tell me at Money in the Bank, Seth Rollins against AJ Styles in, in, in a fucking Iron Man match. I'm gonna be like, okay, cool. What's the buildup? What's the what's the rivalry? Oh, j- just two great wrestlers going at it. AJ went AJ went to AJ went to Raw, won two matches, and now he is the new n- number one contender. And that's been the norm for the last couple years. Where you win a match, you're you're the new contender. Or if you win a fatal four way, you're a new contender. Or if you win this battle royal, you're a new contender. If you win this fatal five way, you're a new contender. And it's like. They just totally have gone like the the effort of just building a story that can last more than two weeks. It's just not for me. I'm more about the story and the build before the match. I think most fans today are just saying, "Oh, just just give me the fucking match. I don't care about the story. I, I, I give me this guy, give me Gargano and and, and Adam Cole, and I'm good." But I'm like. What's the bill? What's the story? Like, how can you know? You know, what can we expect for them to go further? I'm not gonna sit there and watch any, you know, anybody wrestle if there's no bill. And I think that's where we at today, where they're probably realizing that now, where you know, we give, we've been giving the fans what they wanted for so long, but the ratings don't reflect that. And there are there are some fans out there, Graham, that say, you know what, the ratings don't matter. What I think it does. I think it does for the for the corporate sponsors, for the for the TV, um, the, uh, the 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 TV holders. Where you know what, if you're not giving me Fox wants uh, Raw uh, SmackDown to be at, at 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 three million per 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 show, and I'm like, how are you gonna get that? They're, they're under two right now, two two one two zero one point nine right now on 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 a Tuesday night. You think you're gonna get a three on a Friday night, like? I don't know what I don't know what they're gonna do, how they're gonna do it, how they're gonna fix it. I really don't know. But again, as a fan, you always give them the benefit of the doubt to say, you know what? I've been watching so long. There are ups, there are downs. I do get it. But right now, we're Grant. I'm in a period where I mean, I, I I'm at a point where I feel like I'm watching the 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 WWE product that I was watching in 1993, 94. And you had a couple good stars, but it was just like corny and whatever. And you get these berserkers and the doing the clowns and those kind of things. Like it just wasn't compelling. Even me as a young kid, it just wasn't compelling until they kind of changed it up with uh, in, in in the late '90s. So I'm like, I watched that. I compare it to here. Way better talent here. More talent here. 
but just like everybody's in, in this bubble where like what do we do you got Sasha Banks may not come back you got all these people just in a funk it's like what am I doing here what's the purpose can we do something creative as opposed to the same old shit every time and then you want to highlight Vince and Shane and Stephanie and Hunter every every week and you want to start off this way and it's like I don't know I watch Raw mon- uh, uh, I, I, you know what I DVR Raw Graham and I skimmed through a majority of the things I, I saw two of the, the most corniest segments I've seen on TV with the Usos and the Revival and Matt Hardy looking fake scared against Lars Sullivan I'm like what is going on what what is going on I know, I know you saw that too but what the fuck is going on yeah, it was terrible. I mean, they've gotten to a point where I don't think they're incapable of creating compelling. They're they're just not like they're incapable of creating compelling television because I feel like they can because we know they can because the same guy's in charge now that he was that that was the you know it was the case twenty years ago with the Attitude Era. Vince has been in charge for God knows how long now. He was able to create compelling television you know, 15, 20, 25 years ago. I know the guy's getting older, and that's probably one of the biggest reasons why Raw feels so out of touch, at least compared to NXT, AEW, New Japan. Other promotions, you will not see any other shit like you will on Raw and sometimes on SmackDown. I feel like WWE, the main roster anyway, is a completely different beast because Vince McMahon's fingerprints are all over it. Now, granted, the company is making more money hand over fist now than they have ever been at any other point in the company's existence, and that's great. But creatively, on television, like you said, the ratings, for as much as people would not like them to matter, they absolutely do. And it's gotten to a point where they can no longer not that they can't bring in new viewers because it would be something if the ratings were stagnant okay like Mm -hmm. the ratings were the same now that they were five years ago and they can't bring in new fans but they kept the core audience like me you the hardcores blah 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 they're losing the fucking hardcores people are not tuning in anymore the Mm -hmm. people like me and you who have been watching for years now are starting to say this shit is getting too bad there's no reason for me to watch Mm mm-hmm I'm not going to watch anymore. And they're losing those fans. So it's not only that they're not bringing in new fans, they're losing fans at the same time, which is even worse. And uh, yeah, I just think they're not giving people enough reasons to want to watch these shows. If they advertise the occasional match in advance, that's great. Um, and yeah, the in-ring stand- from an in-ring standpoint, WWE is better now than it was maybe 20 years ago. But they're not giving people a reason to want to watch these pay-per-views. What was like the last fucking pay-per-view people were really excited to see? Like, holy shit. We know this is going to be amazing. Yeah, some pay-per-views on paper. We talk about it all the time here on the show. There's a lot of pay-per-views that I say, yeah, it has potential on paper. I don't think I've ever once said here on the show, I cannot wait for this pay-per-view. I can't wait for WrestleMania, and I cannot wait for SummerSlam or this show or that show or Stomping Grounds or Great Balls of Fire because the weekly television shows, brand split or no brand split, they're not giving us good enough reason to want to watch these shows or care about these characters. In the ring, they'll do their thing, and that's great. But even from an in-ring standpoint, dude, it's not like Raw is devoid of characters but has great matches. Raw doesn't really have that many good matches either. Like, maybe a few years ago, but I feel like I'm watching Raw now. There's maybe one good match, like with Kofi or Brian. Kofi and Brian in the main event this week. Nothing else in Raw this week really interested me at all. From a character standpoint, promo standpoint, Mm. aside from maybe the Firefly Hunt Funhouse, uh, from an in-ring standpoint, nothing really did the trick for me whatsoever. Nothing made me 
overly satisfied by the time the show ended. That was it. And yeah, Rollins and AJ, I will give them the benefit of the doubt here where I'm glad they're actually doing something because I know we talked about this a few weeks ago. You're right. AJ Nakamura build up nearly non-existent and the match fell flat as a result. Terrible. AJ and Rollins, I think they realized where they went wrong with Nakamura and AJ because this feud feels a lot better. They're actually putting in effort. I know what it, like, what a shocker, but they're making AJ come across more heelish so you have a reason to root for Rollins or not like AJ or like established tension between the two. It shouldn't be just about here's component or, you know, opponent a versus opponent B and that's your match. That's your main event for the pay-per-view. Give us a reason. I want to care about the pay-per-view. The attitude era was not filled with amazingness 24 mm-hmm. seven, but at least a lot of the feuds had reasons for happening, no matter how dumb the reason was, um, such as Chris Jericho spilling coffee on Kane backstage, therefore leading to a last man standing match of the subsequent pay-per-view. Yeah, that sounds dumb on paper, <laughs> but at least they had animosity between the two. Yeah, I look at three quarters of the feuds now on Raw and SmackDown. It just feels like they're having a match for the fucking sake of having a match. Right. And that's it. No real reason for it to be happening. Now, NXT does a much better job of this, and that kind of goes without saying, is that Triple H seems to be paying attention to wanting us to care about characters. And like you said, Gargano and Cole. Gargano's been on the chase now for the championship for two years. Like, that's some, that's some amazing long-term storytelling. WWE... As far as their long-term storytelling goes, they don't look more than a week into the future. And then beyond that, oh, we'll go from there. We'll decide from there. You know, we hear the stories about Pat Patterson and Vince booking like nine months out the following WrestleMania and then kind of going working backward. That's how it should be done. I feel like they work forward. They kind of focus on one Raw where the script isn't finalized until minutes before they go live, which is fucking ridiculous. And then we wonder why the shows are so bad or they wonder why the ratings are in the toilet because they even they don't know what they're doing they just kind of throw shit at the wall and to see what sticks yeah so um yeah the, the, these raws are pretty pretty deplorable and as i've said in other forums i cannot remember dude another time where raw has been this bad for so long because we've had periods where raw's like bad for a month or two mm-hmm. and then it'll get back to a point where like okay it's tolerable raw has been downright deplorable now for at least six months since roman like i remember that one episode right after roman announced that he had cancer and then we got into like they started booking that rollins amber feed pretty badly yeah. ever since then raw has been atrocious and i don't know what it's going to take to fix that because they did the shake up the rosters are different now but the creative still sucks um aside from maybe vince stepping down which were a far way off from happening i don't know what it's going to take to get raw and even smackdown back on the right track to make me look forward to these shows again every week because you know you know what it comes down to we see we see a lot of shows here in in, in 2019 and and they look like they belong in this time frame like game of thrones and whatever else that's a that's a 2019 show you look at monday night raw and smackdown it just doesn't feel like that it feels um like hokey and corny and like not like like the 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 lingo of how they talk is not like how me and you would talk you know off the air it's like they they don't speak like us they they talk mm-hmm. like they talk like professional wrestlers and it's like the content they use and the way they do things it's like you know and and even even when they even when they have something good and hot they find they manage to to, to fuck it up themselves where they, they keep doing it keep doing it keep doing it. like like becky lynch is a prime example 
weeks ago, months ago, Becky this and she uh, put put the belts on her. She's the man. This and this. She should be the main event in WrestleMania. It should be Becky against Ronda one on one. And now she's the champion. And I feel like they're oversaturating her. Uh, Becky two belts. The promos aren't that great, but the fans wanted her to be the champion. And they got what they got. They did not want Charlotte. They sure as hell don't uh, did not want Ronda Rousey. She she ain't back for another year, a year and a half. So you got Becky Lynch now, and you tell me as a fan, Graham, Becky Lynch now. Are you a fan of what's still going on, or are you more like, eh, okay, it's cool now, but it, that whole shit kind of died down. I'm still a Becky Lynch fan, but I think there is no denying that she is significantly less hotter than she was six months yeah. ago. She is she has cooled off significantly since the start of 2019, late 2018, I would say. Because when it was organic, it was great. But when they started to force feed it and they made it their own and it feels like they're scripting her promos more. It's not just the fact that she's champion. I think Becky is better off in chase mode. And it's not like that they shouldn't she shouldn't have won at WrestleMania because then we'd be sitting here complaining, "Oh, they didn't strike while the iron was hot." Right. Um it's not even just that. It's just that it feels like her promos have become repetitive. And it's not really maybe it's partially her fault, I'm not sure, but it's just once they see something that works, they put their own twist on it and make it not as cool anymore. And they kind of, you know, hammer it home a million times and they drive it into the fucking ground to the point until you get to the point where you're not, you know, you're not excited for it anymore and you feel sick of it. So yeah, Becky, I'm still a fan of absolutely I'm still a fan of the man, but uh she definitely has cooled off considerably in the last couple of months. Right. And you know what? For the record, the same thing with with, with Kofi Kingston. Now everybody was on the Kofi Mania And that's great And he's a champion I get it Big ups to him Alright now We're in the month of May um, And I feel like Even even with the promos By Kofi It's still they, they Even like As of this past week if, if I'm not mistaken They're still doing promos About his win At WrestleMania And I'm, and I'm like That was a month ago why are we still like when Stone Cold won the belt at WrestleMania in March? Was he still talking about that in a promo the month later, or saying, you know what, I'm just, you know, I'm thankful. I did it for you guys. I'm happy to be here. I, you know, this is for us. And like those kind of promos, you're seeing more nowadays. It's same with same with Seth Rollins. Seth and Kofi damn near do the same promos. I'm here. I'm the champ. We did it together. Uh, this is going to be a one hell of a ride. And, you know, I'm grateful. And I'm like, come on, man. Like, Stone Cold never n- never did sh- like, uh, shit like that. The Rock never did that. Taker never did that. Hogan never did that. Uh, you know, like, why are we... Every, I think now nowadays, if you win the title, you're more like... You're more like... Your promo is more like, I'm shocked that I won it. Like, holy shit. I'm, I'm grateful. I'm thankful. Like, why are we... Why are you portraying again? This is not on them. It's about the writing team, the creative. Just let them go out there and say, you know, what? I kicked your ass. Who's next? Like, why can't we? Why can't we talk like how you would talk in a real fight out, out outdoors? And I mean, mean you mean you can go all day, all night about this. This is just the beginning of the avalanche, un- unless something changes. But for me, man, I, I see different things. I-, I observe watching Raw and SmackDown very differently, 
and it's just the same old thing and, and me and you was here maybe a year ago saying smackdown was better than raw and now we're, now we're talking like eh, it's probably the same thing if not maybe a tad better and you ask me right now what's the best thing on tv for raw and smackdown it's the fucking bray wyatt stuff and i'm not saying bray wyatt because I, i'm a fan of that no it's you're just, right you're right yeah. it's different it makes you mm-hmm. again in the beginning i'm like yo what is this it's not i mean i'm a grown man watching this this is corny but it's different he's giving you it's a different portion of the character where after that i see Uso and the revival and you know, the, the B team and you know, Hawk is the writer. It's the same. I'm watching it, Raw and SmackDown have become a show about wrestling. It, it, it's not a TV entertaining show like it was back in the day. And they really peeled. They really peeled everything back from how they used to do. I don't know if because of the the, the the TV networks and they're handcuffed about doing certain things, but. I mean, when you when you can go there, and when you know Rhonda and Becky can say the word "bitch," in uh, I I I'm, I'm good with that. Let's let's go there, but don't go there one week and they be like, "Nah, let's go back to our PG-14 shit." The 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 the, the week after. Yeah, I mean, it goes both ways. It's not just they're focusing on the wrestling. They're just there's no lack of there's no there's no real effort on any real aspect of the product right now. Right, like you said, they're not trying new things. It's the same formulaic shit every fucking week. It's not a, it's not like it's a wrestling show because if it was a wrestling show, they'd be kicking off the show with a wrestling match as a wrestling show should start. Instead, they kick off the show with the champion. They get interrupted. The next challenger comes out. Another person comes out. Oh, a tag team match. Six person tag team match. Fatal four way later on in the night. It's the same shit every night on both brands week after week. And the formulaic aspect of this show makes people not want to watch. If I know the if I know the first twenty minutes is going to be a promo segment yep. where nothing is accomplished whatsoever, then why wouldn't I just wait until nine o'clock to tune in as opposed to eight? You know, so. And especially with the main event matches, they really haven't hooked me at all. They haven't closed off in a big cliffhanger in a while. The ending of a show should get you excited for the following week, like an episodic television show, or at least leave you satisfied. I have not ended Raw satisfied in months. Months. And SmackDown, kind of the same thing, too. SmackDown is better than Raw, but it's not like a wide margin, not by a wide margin. So, um... You're absolutely right. They got to do a better job of kind of going outside the box, doing things they haven't ordinarily done before. And by that, I mean, do not book more fucking oozy hot shit with the Usos and the revival. Because yeah. at that point, it doesn't cater to me. It doesn't cater to you. It doesn't even cater to the, the, the casual audience. That shit doesn't cater to anybody. That itself, it's not like the show is just boring. The show is bad. That's a whole other issue. If the show is boring, that's, yeah, you know, whatever, whatever, nothing really happened. The show is flat out bad with stuff like that that turns people off to their product. Mm. The, you know, uh, the stuff they're doing with the women or the lack of stuff they're doing with the women, rather. It just, it doesn't do anything for me at all. You know, they announce people for these Money in the Bank ladder matches. Why the fuck is Alexa Bliss in there? She's wrestled one match in six months. <laughs> Dana Brooke is in, hasn't won a match on Raw in years. Why is she in the match? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I agree with what you're saying with the champion stuff. Um, that is also another issue. We don't really have compelling champions. They can sometimes book a great chase. Kofi had a great chase. Mm. The follow-up has been good. He's been booked strongly. It could mm-hmm. be worse. He could be losing every week like the Iconics. So it, that at least he's been booked and protected well. But the promos, eh, you know, they don't really do a lot for me. Mm. Um the only real champion I can say in WWE right now, and his issue is that he's kind of getting beat left and right, 
This champion, though, cuts some great promos every time he's on TV. I feel intrigued. I feel like he's a badass. I want to see his title defenses. And that person, Samoa Joe. I feel like when he goes out there, he feels organic when he talks. He goes out there, talks shit about people, and he's like, I'm going to kick your ass. And then he does it. And I'm like, holy shit, this guy's cool. That's the only person in this company I feel like is a real compelling champion right now. Kofi, you know, he's been protected well, feels one-dimensional. Seth Rollins, great wrestler. Doesn't really feel all that exciting at the moment. Just kind of feels like he's there right now. The Iconics booked to look like losers. Finn Balor just kind of there right now. Um, right. Who else even is there? Becky Lynch yeah, kind of feels one-dimensional right now. Really hasn't evolved their character a lot like Rollins since WrestleMania. So, uh, yeah, that, that's my thoughts on all that. I think Samoa Joe is the only real player in this company right now in terms of champions that I would want to pay money to see defend his title or to see his ass get kicked for him to lose his championship so that, right. that again that's a whole other issue but it really ties back into what you're saying randy about how formulaic they book these people mm-hmm. and how everyone feels the same and as a result i don't want to watch these shows because no one really feels special uh before i wrap it up i know i have a few things that you just mentioned uh you mentioned the uh, the monday bank participants i mean graham didn't we just have last year money to bank qualifier matches to to really all right all right you know, Dana Brooke won a match to be in Money in the Bank. Now, all right, ladies and gentlemen, here are the Money in the Bank participants. Here we go, number one. It's like, uh, you know, you could kill time on TV and build a compelling story about, you know, who's going to be entered into the Money in the Bank uh, briefcase, whatever match. But no, you just put on a graphic on the screen. Oh, it's Bailey. Oh, it's this. Oh, it's you know Dana Brooke and Naomi and Natalia and this. Okay, so why those four? Like mm-hmm. it's easy. It's the same thing with how they did King of the Ring. Like you qualified to be King of the Ring, then you go on from there. Then you win the King of the Ring and all that. But it's just like everything is like they don't. I mean, you did have you you do have three hours to kill. Why not do two qualifying matches? And you know, again, I'm not I'm not saying for the wrestling. I think just for an angle, they can do something. And you mentioned Kofi uh, just now. I'm like, you know, we had a, we we did a show and we were like, you know, if Kofi was to win the the the, the title, he can have so many great matches with X Y Z W. And we're like, okay, cool. So you mean to tell me in a matter of, of less than a month, Kofi Kingston will have fought Daniel Bryan? Uh, Kevin Owens up, uh, uh, um, upcoming, AJ Styles, Sami Zayn, Seth Rollins, within one month, and I'm like, why? the The match with Seth Rollins didn't go nowhere. You teased it, then you had the bar coming uh, and, and and interfere, so that got that got negated. You gave Daniel Bryan a rematch. I, we haven't seen Daniel Bryan on on TV in a month. He comes on Raw. He gets the rematch. Why would you even do the rematch there and then? That you could have said that even after the uh, the Kevin Owens match. Then the following night, Kofi AJ and Sami Zayn get a title shot. I'm like, well, how does Sami Zayn get in the fucking title picture? And then he wins that match, and then you already knew what was going to happen because Kevin Owens did a promo earlier saying, that, all right, Kofi, I see you at Money in the Bank. And you already know Kofi's not, Kofi is not losing that match. So now he gets Kevin Owens uh, uh, in like two weeks or next week, whatever. So he would have four, four or five top guys in a matter of a month. And when he beats Kevin Owens, it's like, all right, who's left? Mm-hmm. What do you do now? And plus, the character is still the same. I think at some point they should trickle down with 
Like I, I, I like the point when he said, uh, AJ, yeah, you say this is the the house that you built, but you're not here no more. You you're you're on raw, whatever. Like the way he said it was kind of more like angry, but your world champion is still out there throwing pancakes to the crowd, still doing this with trombone, and it's like. All right, we got we got to tone this down a bit to make Kofi more serious. Will they do that? I don't know. I kind of hoping they do, or just make the Kofi character serious, where they can play the music and he just walks down to the ring without throwing pancakes in the crowd. That's just my thing, but I think um, I think it'll be very interesting to see where they go with everything. I'm intrigued about the Bray Wyatt stuff. Don't do all these vignettes and then have him do a squash match or do some bullshit so uh we also got new tag champions with daniel bryan and rowan because they won a match you know obviously against the usos and whatever contenders matches shane was going to give them the belts and he said all right go fight for it and that was that was your build-up so now no more hardy boys as tag champions we got uh, Daniel Bryan and Rowan so we do have that am I missing anything else <laughs> from Raw Smackdown this week that's about it we covered all the general problems that the programming is dealing with at the moment I mean anything specific like you know the new Smackdown Tag Team Champions or Kofi's next title defense I mean that's all that really means nothing. We're looking at the bigger picture here with yeah. the wild card rule and what it means for WWE and why it's in such a sad state right now, uh, such a bad state between both brands. So, right. now the, 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 the little stuff, we don't really need to talk about that because Raw and SmackDown. And SmackDown, that was solid. Raw was fucking terrible. So, um, again, hopefully they can improve. I know we say that every single week, but not just that, but work on certain things that can make the product better, such as making wins and losses matter because you talk, Randy, about the matches and how you know it's all it's it's, it's all just a lot of wrestling which i do agree with to an extent because you know again a lot of these shows are built around promos too mm-hmm. not good promos but like formulaic promos right but the issue with the matches is that no matter how re- well wrestled some of these matches are wins and losses we've been told mean nothing dana brooke has not won a match on tv in months if not years yet she's in the money in the bank ladder <laughs> match Robert Roode beat Ricochet. Ricochet ended up in the Money in the Bank ladder match. Now, they did that, they did address that this week, which I appreciated. But still, how does that happen, though? How does that shit happen? So why should I care about matches and promos and all this other shit if we all, at the end of the day, realize that none of it matters? WWE outright tells us that what we watch on these shows does not matter. So that's why ratings are in the toilet. I'm sure at least a, 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 one of the reasons why anyway. But um, yeah, we can only hope that the product will improve in the future. That's that's all we can really do is hope. Graham, I told you this two, two, uh, two years ago, and I'll say it again now before, before I leave. And I could be wrong. But to me, the last two great story storyline build-up to anything was the CM Punk pipe bomb for 2011 Money in the Bank with John Cena and Daniel Bryan yes moving to WrestleMania 30 uh, in 2014 from that point now I can't remember what has been so compelling on TV to to the, 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 the regular audience the hardcore audience the casual audience from that point from WrestleMania 30 to now as far as the rivalry a, a real deep compelling Storyline that had everybody emotionally invested. I can't remember aside from CM Punk and Daniel Bryan when it comes to that. 
so that right there is telling me what have you been doing the last five years has it been five years that this has been the avalanche slowly and slowly turning bigger where it's like holy shit what are we doing here i mean can you think of something else or or am i right Honestly, Randy, I know we've talked about that before. Like in the last 10 years, what are some of the best stories they've told? And just hearing you talk right now, I'm thinking about like five years from, you know, in in the last five years, Mm -hmm. what have we seen on Raw and SmackDown that would be like, holy shit, this was amazing. Mm -hmm. There's been singular moments that I thought were great, like when AJ debuted or the Hardy Boys returned. In terms, of, in terms of overall stories, right? The Kofi Mania thing might rank up there because that re- got really hot over the short over the period of like a short span of time, like two months or so. That's not the same thing as the WrestleMania movement from a few years ago. And the Punk thing, I think, was so great because it was so different than anything else we've ever seen in this company. Um, beyond that, and that was whew, eight years ago at this point, which is crazy to think about. Uh, I couldn't tell you honestly. There's been some cool stuff here and there with things that they've done having Rollins cash in in the main event of WrestleMania but again stories told couldn't think of one thing in the last five years that really piqued my interest the same way those other two stories did and that's bad (laughs) that's bad that's really bad bad. between two brands do you have two opportunities to do that and they still can't do it on either show that's bad that's sad and my final point is you know it's ultra sad you know you know me I, 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 I look at details you know how they show the crowd at Raw or SmackDown, but they only show you that that one half of the arena. And, of course. And like back in the day, they would show you the, the entire arena. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't know whether it's nowadays they just don't fill the arenas up or they have the whole TV camera people on that one side that, 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 that uh, they, they tape from. But I'm like, I saw an image, one little quick glimpse of Raw that they showed the other side um, what, that, that's the hard, the hard cam side, right? Yeah, usually the hard cam side. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So behind that was kind of empty. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. I'm like, wow. Like I used to see this Monday Night Raw. Every arena was filled with people with signs. Eight million people watching, and I'm like, you guys don't even show the other side of the arena. And mm-hmm. I'm like. And I, I don't know, man. It just like holy shit, wow! Like I, we, we've come to that point. But again, I give them the benefit of the doubt that when that this everything goes in cycles. So this is the point where they gotta regroup, revamp, think outside the box, think twenty nineteen, see all the TV shows that are out there right now, and just create something compelling for the fans that that they can watch these wrestling shows and these matches I feel like I am invested like how I was back in the day I would like to think Randy that it couldn't get worse than this and that Mm. it's only upward and you know upward and onward from here but I feel like they could outdo themselves if they really wanted to and make Raw worse than it is right now so I won't even (laughs) say that but I would like to think that good times are ahead for this product if they can actually put forward the effort and go full circle here I do think the growth of AEW could have a lot to do with that. I highly doubt that that WWE would just roll over and die and let AEW do better than mm-hmm. them creatively and then get people talking about AEW and possibly affect their numbers even more. I'm sure they'll put more of an effort to give people what they want in the months to come. Hopefully, that'll be what uh, turns this product around. But hopefully, it won't have to be that long before Raw starts to see a uh, an improvement in quality. And real quick, to be fair, 
does this have anything anything to do with the fact that there is no John Cena right now? There is no Brock Lesnar. There is no Ronda Rousey. I, I, I know the ratings were kind of going down even while they were there, but still, those are big time stars that are not on your current TV uh, show on, on a on a weekly basis. So no Cena, um, no Brock, uh, no Ronda Rousey. How much of that does does that affect? It's a factor, but at the end of the day, though, they've had episodes of Raw for years. Now, this is nothing new. Raw ratings have been mm. going down, down, down for at least four to five. I mean, they've been going down for the last 20 years since the Attitude Era. There's never really been an increase for the Raw ratings since 1990, uh, the, like the 1990s and the early 2000s. But um, when it comes to star power, yeah, having those people helps. But they advertised on an episode of Raw one week, you know, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair didn't do a fucking dent in the ratings, dude. I think they either stayed stagnant or the rating went down. That, that shit doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, maybe five years ago. Oh, my God. Stone Cold's on Raw. We need to watch. Not anymore because, you know, it won't really be anything new because it doesn't matter who it is. It could be John Cena, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns. It could be The Undertaker. It could be fucking god himself it doesn't matter who's on this show dude it, it's gonna be the same show because creatively it's the same people writing the shows mm -hmm. at least vince mcmahon the same person in charge of these shows because they're trying to bring in new writers and nothing seems to be sticking because at the end of the day as long as vince mcmahon is the be all end all of wwe creative at least on the main roster nothing will change so it doesn't matter who's on the show and who's writing the show as long as Vince is there, it's going to remain as bad as it's been because he gets the final say in everything. The buck stops with Vince McMahon. And you know what? I think Raw 25 was the last time they were in good company. I think, what, $4 million? But again, that was Stone Cold, DX, Taker, this, you know, so I don't know, man. I, I, I try to be fair. <laughs> I try to be fair. What makes you think in 10 years from now when half of those guys are dead, who are they going to bring in then? Roman Reigns? Like that's it, Because they're not creating stars and now they're doing even more damage right. to not only their current product, but the future product too. Because they can't trot those people out in 10 to 15 years from now. Yeah, and, 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 and the fans, Graham, the fans get the blame too because they want, every, they want the guys from the Indies and the NXT. They want them on the main roster, but they know they're not, they're great talents, but they, they're just not... I know they call everybody a superstar in the company, but not everybody is a star. So, like, I could see the revival in the airport tomorrow, and I might walk right by them. But if I saw Brock Lesnar, if I saw Undertaker, if I saw Triple H, Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan, Stone Cold, Kane, Mankind, The, the Rock, I'm going to stop and like, holy shit, that's, that's that guy from wrestling. These guys nowadays, they might be a star, but they're not household names where it's like, I got to go get out of my house and spend money and go to a show. It just, it just, they're great in the ring, but as far as being big stars to the casual audience, I don't think they're there yet. Yeah, but that's not their fault, though. I wouldn't blame no. the fans for that. I, I really do think that's WWE. I think, and yeah, in some cases, there's certain people that just aren't meant to be main event players. I like Kofi. The guy's not a main event player. He's just not. I like Kofi a lot, and he has, he's a very good wrestler, but he's not – and he's WWE champion now, but I think long-term he will not be a main eventing pay-per-views five years from now. If you think back you, – you mentioned Kane there. Yeah, the guy's a star, but because of how he was used during his time on top. 
I mean, if it wasn't for the Attitude Era, let's say the creative didn't turn around in the Attitude Era, the guy would be remembered for being fucking Isaac Yankum, Dr. Isaac Yankum. And <laughs> yeah. you, you wouldn't see that guy and be like, oh, that guy's such a star. You'd be like, what a loser. Big star. So it's, it, you know, it's all, it's all about creative. I think a lot of these guys could be called up and be stars if they want them to be. And they could be stars if Vince McMahon sees them as stars. But because he doesn't see anyone as stars anymore, or at least doesn't want to make them stars or put in the effort to making them stars, they're not going to be because the WWE it's all about the brand now it's not about making any one particular person a main event level player aside for maybe Roman Reigns and a few other guys but beyond that they don't really want to put in the effort to making these people larger than life athletes right and if they did then you might walk in the airport and see I you know I, this might sound laughable but like an Apollo Cruz you might be like holy shit that's Apollo Cruz but like now it's like who cares because the guy's a loser <laughs> he's been branded as a loser they really just bring up people up to the roster from NXT to fill a roster spot that's about it at this point I do not want to see a guy like an Adam Cole or the Undisputed Era or a Johnny Gargano who are stars on the NXT level be brought up to the main roster and just get fucking ruined look no further than EC3 I rest my case with him I mean, or just imagine you—you you know—you see gender at a at an airport. We always got to throw in the gender shade every single gender, episode. Randy. Gender, and, and, uh, and gender and gender and Dolph Ziggler. Good. I, I'd rather get a picture with Dolph than gender. Uh, I, I'm not a big Dolph yeah. fan, but I'd be like, oh, you know, look, it's cool, it's Dolph. Gender, I'd be like, <laughs> I'm turning around. I'd rather get a picture with a fucking flight attendant oh, than Jinder Mahal. Oh man. Uh, Graham Matthews, Bleacher Report, Wrestle Rant on Twitter. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Thanks, Randy. Always appreciate the time. I'll talk to you next week. All right, man. Take it easy. All right. Adios. All right.